slash and cast. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Have you checked the children? children, children. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Boogeyman is real. Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! What's happening, lovers? What's going on? We gonna get tropical, we gonna get tropical. Welcome back to another episode of Make Every Death Count. We are your hosts, my name is Riley. Alright, folks, with that, as always, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye! Whatever you do, don't fall. Have you checked the children? children? I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Boogeyman is real, and you found him. Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos more creative! Hey everybody, welcome back to Slasher Media and our extension of the channel, our podcast, SlasherCast, the podcast where we talk horror and nothing but horror. How is everybody? Hope it is doing well. And today we'll be doing a read through of Halloween Ends. And obviously, yet again, I am one host, Slasher. And I'm your other host, Tyler. How are you, my friend? I am good, thank you. I woke up 30 minutes ago, so I am very tired. You get so. I don't know how he sleeps that long. <laughs> no, That's matter what, of... no matter what, I can't. Well, funny thing, I didn't go to sleep till six o'clock this morning. You didn't go to sleep till six. What were you doing all night? Watching memes like a normal person. I I I watch videos. <laughs> I don't look at memes all day. I'm not a meme addict. Oh, trust me, I am a meme addict. Yeah, I know you are. Because you're constantly showing us memes. And I think out of everybody in our Discord server, you're the one who posts the most. Yeah, exactly. I go on my Discord I go on Discord and I've got enough case like five messages and it's just meme after meme. Meme. Memes are good. Uh, yeah, me and Tyler were looking at um a video yesterday. Uh like I think it was like two review. We watched one other day, and then the one, and then one yesterday. A review for the new Velma show, and it just get the more I hear about the show, the more it gets worse. The more input people have to say about yeah, Velma, the more, the it, more the, terrible. The, it more, gets. the more terrible the show seems to be. It looks fucking. Oh, it's not because it's not the race swapping that obviously gets me. It's also the personalities change yeah, as well. Yeah, the personality changes and how the characters are, and taking something as classic as um, that. Thing is, they've done a serious take on Scooby Doo before, which is Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, and that show was fucking great. That show was amazing. They put Velma and Shaggy together after so long. Yeah. And that show was great. It had its story and its overarching villain. And then this Velma show comes out and just... Why does this have to exist? Someone basically said it was like Big Mouth, but 
Scooby Doo. <laughs> it was Big Mouth, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. In the show as well, there's like it's not nudity, but like the nudity is covered with like when they go in the girls' bathroom, all girls are naked, including Daphne, and it's just covered by suds, by smoke or whatever. And it's like, what the? F- what is this doing in this show? What happened to the lovely kids show that we all grew up with? Lovely kids show? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. It's like it's like we can't have anything good. Next time, next time we know SpongeBob's going to be coming, is going to turn into a serial killer show. <laughs> well, there was that episode where they thought the serial killer was after him. It turned out to be Nosferatu. But I'm very weird. <laughs> oh, that show does just just doesn't. No, it doesn't look good at all. It looks fucking terrible. Uh, Being something you have Max into. Uh, yeah, it is. I don't even have it anyway, so yeah, it's, it's uh... not like I can not like I can watch it just to see how bad it is. <laughs> I'd rather just watch reviews because <laughs> then, then I know how bad it is. Wait, I saw the first trailer and I went, right, so they're race-swapping Velma. Okay, sure. Uh, I wonder how they will um, do this. I wonder what will happen. Um, And then next minute, fucking uh, next trailer comes out, shows all the characters and what's going to happen, and I'm sat there like, what the fuck happened to (laughs) Scooby-Doo? Like, all the way through trailers, I'm like, where's Scooby at? Where's the dog? Oh, yeah. No, actually. Shaggy and Scooby don't exist. Instead, they are a hybrid called Norville. Well, that's what we believe. That's what we believe, anyway. I'm just saying. And that's the reason why Shaggy is black. Yeah. This season. Because of Scooby's brown dog colour. Like, the thing is, a lot of people do say that race swapping doesn't matter. As long as it doesn't affect the character's heritage, like you know, heritage, like you can't have a white black panther because that's his, you know, whole identity, like not his whole identity, but that's his identity. Like he is from a country in Africa, <laughs> so having him be that way, it has to be. But you can't have, uh, but you can race swap characters as long as their skin colour doesn't matter to who they are. As long as their personality still stays... As long as their personality is pretty much the same. Same with gender swapping characters. As long as... Like, some characters, their gender has nothing to do with uh, who they are anyway. But, I mean, if you're going to gender swap a character who is meant to be male or female because of certain characteristics or something they do, then... You're just taking something from the character that people like the character for. That's what you're doing with same with like race swapping and gender swapping and all that. You're just taking something from the character that they had in the books to cartoons or whatever, and you're just taking that and flipping it and turning it into something shit. But yeah, <laughs> uh, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just a big argument that people have nowadays. But yeah, so um, it's finally done arguing. What? It finally done arguing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like make sense of things. It cannot make sense of the poorly created show. Yeah, true. Can't. Why? Uh, trailer came out yesterday. I think it was other day for season three of Superman and Lois, which um, is probably uh, the. Well, since it came out, it kind of became like the best CW show uh, from the superhero side of things because that show's fucking great. But then comes along Gotham Knights. The TV show, and me and um, me and Will yesterday watched the trailer after watching the first episode of uh, Last of Us, and we watched the Gotham Knights trailer for the TV show that CW are making, which will come over here probably like later this year. But me and Will are not going to watch it because it looks like a pile of garbage. <laughs> Is it directly derived, well, copied from the game? No, um, no. Basically, Batman's dead. Like he's actually dead. He's not fake dead. Uh, he's, oh. he's he's just he's legit dead. Harvey cool. Dent is in it, but he's not Two Face yet. Oh, that don't make sense. Um, I know. That's what I said. Um, and he does actually have a son who was an orphan, who is now an orphan again. Um, but his son isn't Dick Grayson. It's an original character. Then there is the I can't remember a name but uh it's the female the only female robin uh who was in the dark knight you know those two animated films with dark knight, dark knight, yeah, returns. Dark knight returns and that do you know her um uh, she's yeah. in it and she just fucking says the, like me and will cringed when she said this like said that she's been working with uh bruce aka batman for a while like as as this person and guess what she fucking says the cringiest thing i've ever heard he called me his little Robin, and I was. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. He called you what now? <laughs> I like um, you you do realize? You realize you're a minor, correct? <laughs> I know it seemed weird as fuck, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> and then uh, it's about all these kids of these different villains. So I can't remember two. I can't remember which. This, but there's this brother and sister but one of them is the joker's daughter and bruce's uh son batman's son and these two other vill- these other two villains kids basically all of them get arrested for um uh being suspects in batman's murder and harvey dent is their fucking lawyer <laughs> To be honest, I thought it was cancelled because I, I legit remember seeing online that it was cancelled or something. And then I heard it wasn't, and I was like, "What? What? <laughs> Why is this show still coming out?" <laughs> oh, but whatever. Right to the main topic. Um. Yeah, you didn't forget what this podcast yeah. is about. Yeah, no. Still, I just need to get out of there. Not horror in real life. <laughs> Not horror in real life. <laughs> 
Oh god. Well we do cover horror in real life. Um uh, right. So yeah, we're gonna be doing a read through of Halloween ends. This is not even that long. Like it doesn't even say plot for the read. It just says synopsis. So um, the plot doesn't thicken. It doesn't this say episode. plot, it just says that it's got production thing filming and stuff like that on it. Uh, someone decided to write a whole fucking paragraph review of the film in the in the comments on this as well. Um, right. So Halloween Ends is the final film in the new Halloween franchise, the new Halloween trilogy. Um, its predecessors are Halloween twenty eighteen and Halloween Kills. Um, Halloween Ends did definitely get a very very like mixed review, which we were warned. Like well, Jamie, I'm, I I said this multiple times during the whole thing. Jamie Lee Curtis herself did say this film would divide fans and would probably anger some and something like that. Did it anger you? No, it didn't. Okay. <laughs> I'm not one of those people who hated it. But now I know about the the novelization. Because there is a novelization for the film, and it covers the novelization actually covers, um, does actually cover parts of the book. It, part it covers between kills and uh, this film. So, but from the novelization, it is legit said that Michael did actually kill a lot more. Uh, than he did in this film. Um, Neat. But yeah, it covers from after Halloween Kills up to where Michael's in the sewer, and then it goes to the whole rest of Halloween Ends and different events that happened instead of uh, what happened in the movie. But yeah, um, must be that type of thing. Novelize it, like each of the films, like most films, they get novelizations to add to it. So, this film was directed by David Gordon Green, uh, produced by Malik Akkad, Jason Blum, and Bill Block, Brad Paul Logan, Chris uh, Bem... Is this... Is this... Oh, this is writers. <laughs> it's, done, it's, Chris it, it's done that thing again where it, you know, like, it just puts them above and it's annoying. Brad Paul Logan, Chris Bremer, Danny McBride, David Gordon Green with writers. Based on characters by John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, Jimmy Lee Curtis. Oh wait, this is starring. <laughs> See what I mean? It fucking does that. Deborah Hill, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matichak, James Jude Courtney, uh, Will Patton, uh, Rowan Campbell, and Kyle Richards. Casted by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and da uh, oh wait, no, casted by. Okay, Jesus, stop. This is too spread out, and I can't tell which, which, which. Music by John Carpenter and Cody Carpenter. Jesus. Cinematography by Michael Simmons. Edited by Tim Alvarez. Uh, distributed by Universal Pictures. Uh, Bullmouse Productions and Miramax. Production companies, Transus International Films. Roughhouse Productions. Released October 14th, 2022. A running time of... Where's the running time? <laughs> oh, they've not put the running time. They've put running time and not put it. 
Uh, country language, United States language, English, obviously produced by and, and followed by. They've not even added. Alright then. It doesn't want it to doesn't run. That's give what the gross and um, budget. This is how you know it's different from all the other ones we read. It doesn't give the basic info we need. <laughs> um, but yeah. Halloween Ends is scheduled to be released October 14th, by Use Pictures, uh, with the film's novelization scheduled to release four days after the film's premiere. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> well, the novel- so, they were, obviously, the person wrote the novelization probably during the whole film proje- uh, process, so he knew what was going to happen and what to add and everything. Obviously, if you're going to do a novelization of it, of a certain film, you're going to have to work with the filmmakers to make sure that everything still stays with timeline-wise. Um, but yeah, uh, do I start reading, or do you? Uh, I, it's me that starts reading, and there's not a lot to read anyway. Not really. <laughs> it's there's just fucking... one big-ass paragraph. <laughs> and there's a bunch of small ones. Yeah. It is dead. Most of this will probably just be uh, our review of it. Yeah, it'll just be us I talking about reviewed, the entire I the film. Um, <laughs> we haven't covered. I will be reviewing the film in October, uh, but I'm also gonna be. Uh, yeah, so in October I'll be reviewing the film, but this year, um, along with well, you guys would have seen it by now anyway on the channel. Uh, I'm reviewing all the Hellraiser films. Even the shit ones. Hellraiser in space! Yeah, for someone who's supposed to be a horror fan, I haven't seen any Hellraisers. Right, all you have to watch is the first one, the second one, and then the new one. <laughs> oh, and the first one. Oh. Actually, no, the third one's not that bad. Uh, the new one's really good. But yeah, uh, they decide like because like every other franchise, apparently it needs to go to space for, space. for some reason. <laughs> it's like Power Rangers in space, but instead it's fucking Hellraiser in space. <laughs> Jason X in space. Oh, what's next? Freddy Krueger in space. You know it will. Happen. Oh, imagine that. Imagine if Hell. Imagine if Freddy Krueger. Nightmare on Elm Street in space, but it's like you get uh, Fred Elm Street is like the only fucking place on the planet that managed to survive an apocalypse or something, and it got lifted off the ground. <laughs> oh, it's like a, <laughs> that's, uh, how, that's how Freddy's now in space. Oh, it's like a space city, mm. like they took the entire city yeah. out, and it's just... oh god, that would be fucking terrible. It's supposed to be like a utopia for like the yeah, escapees. And people started cool. people started having fucking nightmares. Fred Freddy gets Freddy gets a fucking like robotic claw. Imagine if Fred if Nightmare on Elm Street got crossed over with Freddy got fingered. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh. No. I, I, I don't wanna think about I don't I don't wanna think about that. You are thinking about it, and you don't. No, I'm not. I'm not thinking about that at all. Would you imagine him having a crossover with Scary Terry? <laughs> Scary Terry, bitch! 
Freddy Krueger's like, I don't say bitch that much, do I? <laughs> yeah, actually, you do, Freddy. <laughs> you say bitch in every fucking movie. You can't run, but you can Welcome hide, to bitch. prime time, bitch. Doesn't he mean you can run, but can't hide? Bitch. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, he's in class, and all he can say is bitch. <laughs> no, the entire freaking class just, just like, say bitch. <laughs> Bitch, bitch. They're all like uh, the same race. Oh, fucking hell, right. Go on, read. Uh, <clears throat> well, you'll do that. I'll actually go and look at the budget and uh, gross. In 2019, Corey Cunningham is babysitting a young boy named Jeremy who Fuck pulls you, a Jeremy. prank by a <laughs> It's Jeremy's fault this movie oh, happened. Actually, the novelization of the film does actually um, talk about the whole. Um, Beginning a lot more as well. The beginning. In the beginning, there was nothing. In the beginning, there was nothing, and then Jeremy died. Was... Oh, I was gonna go, and then there were aliens. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's a young boy named Jeremy who pulls a prank by locking him inside the attic. Just as Jeremy's parents come home, Corey kicks the uh, door open. Ends. Accidentally knocks Jeremy off the balcony to his death, and Corey's accused of intentionally killing Jeremy. Dun dun dun! Uh, Halloween ends. Um, Halloween ends. Budget was thirty-three million USD. Halloween ends. Um. Go on, we ain't got all day. Uh, box office and streaming numbers. Halloween ends grossed six uh sixty four point one million in the United States and Canada and forty point nine million in other territories for a worldwide total of hundred and five million. So it made well it mm. made but its budget back and more. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Three years later, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, is still re uh, reeling from the aftermath of Halloween 2018. While Mike and Halloween kills, thank you very much. Uh, while Michael Myers has vanished, Laurie Strode is writing a memoir, having uh, bought a new house and living with her with Allison, her granddaughter. Since Allison's mother and Laurie's daughter Karen was slaughtered by Michael. The town has uh, turned on Laurie, blaming her for Michael's rampage, and accusing her of encouraging him to kill. D if, to be honest, I, I'll get I'll talk about this at the end. But the a lot I think there is a lot uh, in this film that like people don't under like I I don't mean understand, but like I think I think like a lot of people say that if you're not you're not a Halloween fan because you like Halloween ends, I'm like. No, I just like I just I am a Halloween fan. You fucking moron. It's like saying you're not a Halloween fan because you don't like resurrection. Correction: No one likes resurrection. <laughs> like the thing is, I don't like resurrection, but I think there are worse ones. Halloween six. Mm, I don't actually. Uh, Halloween three. Really? Really? That's you can go there, really. That's really. Didn't have a choice. Fucking. Mm. 
You mean Oh it freaks not that bad. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it is. a lot better. Yeah, I'll challenge you to rewatch it. And if you still don't like it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh everything. Go on. It sucks. You suck <laughs> and swallow. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh. Three years later, the town of Helenfield, Illinois, is still reeling from the aftermath of Halloween 2018. The event or the movie? Calls, what, uh... I don't get because like, my paragraph said that as well, even though I know that Halloween 2018, it's on about the film, but they're forgetting Halloween Kills is still the, on the same night. <laughs> Uh, well, Marco Myers has finished. Uh, oh wait, no, you have already read this. Sorry. What the fuck? It... I've already read that. You're on the big one. Yeah, I was paying attention to smells. Meanwhile, Corey is now working at his uncle's salvage yard, still hated by the suspicious town. On his way home one day, he is taunted by high school bullies and injures himself in the pro process. While observing, Laurie later brings him to the doctor's office where Allison works. The two begin developing a relationship and attend a Halloween party, but Corey is confronted by Jeremy's mother, leaves the party, and is confronted by the high schoolers. He get ends up getting thrown off a bridge. <laughs> Run off a bridge. And there we go. End of film. End of film. Bye. And Corey is dragged down to, into the sewers by an unknown figure. Corey wakes up in the sewers and is confronted by Michael, who has been living in the sewers for the past four years. On his, yeah, he's been living off rats and sewer water. Silly, yeah. Uh, after holding him by the throat, Michael elects to let Corey go. On his way out of, on the way out of the sewer, Corey is confronted by a homeless man with a knife. In a struggle, Corey stabs the man. Once realizing what has happened, he continues stabbing him. He throws the knife and runs away. Corey and Allison make up and go on a dinner date, but Allison's ex, who is a police officer, shows up and harasses them both. This leads Corey to later lure the cop into the sewers Did where Michael kills him. His last name. Cunningham. Uh, the cop. Uh, no, the cop's name is Denali. Denali? Is it Denali? Uh, in how? Do you know in the flashback scenes in Halloween Kills? Uh, yes. His kids are bullying Lonnie about something. Name. One of them says, "Don't fuck with the Delaney's. This, uh, this guy's one of this guy is a Delaney." Ah, uh, I, I didn't see. notice that until someone pointed it out from the novelization. I completely, it just completely blanked. Um, this leads Corey to later lure the cop into the sewers when Michael kills him. Allison finds out she was passed over for a pro promotion in favour of a fellow nurse who is having an affair with the doctor. Ori and Michael team up and murder the doctor and nurse at the doctor's home. Well, okay then. Damn, that's gotta be doctory. That's what, what, the, 
fuck was oh, that? <laughs> I really did. Uh, just leave. <laughs> leave. Never come back. Allison and Corey plan to leave Haddonfield because of the past trauma and have an unpleasant encounter with a radio DJ who insults both of them. Corey goes home where his mother is cruel to him and slaps him so he leaves and sleeps in the house where Jeremy died. Meanwhile, Laurie has become increasingly suspicious of Corey after he begins mimicking Michael's behaviour and hunts him down at Jeremy's house where she forbids him to leave with Allison. Corey reports by blaming her for the events that have inc- occurred in ha- Haddonfield and says, if you cannot have Allison, no one will. That's basically, <laughs> like, that's basically like the top tier thing to say when you're dating someone. It's one of those things where it's topic, like proper revenge plot. If no one can have them, I, no one, if I can't have them, no one will. It's also I think there's nice. a line that's missing from that scene as well when I was watching the film. There's a line in the trailer um, where Corey's... It, like, it's the same setting as well where he's sat on the stairs and that. But he says... Um, Do you think Michael is coming for you? And I think he says, because he is coming or something like that. And that wasn't in the film. But that line from the trailer was fucking great. <laughs> Um. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> on Halloween Day, yeah, we're just only just caught up to Halloween Day. Uh, Corey returns to the sewers and successfully fights Michael for his mask. Meanwhile, Laurie and Allison argue as she plans to leave, and Allison too blames Laurie for Michael's actions. That night, Corey embarks on a rampage, murdering the high schoolers at the salvage yard. In the confusion, Corey's uncle is also accidentally killed. He then goes on to kill his mother, as well as the DJ and receptionist at the radio station. Back at the Strode house, Laurie Faux attempts suicide to lure Corey to her, whom she shoots down the stairs. Corey then stabs himself in the neck to frame Laurie for his death in front of the arriving Allison. Michael suddenly arrives to retrieve his mask and kills Corey. And after a struggle, Laurie finally kills Michael by slitting both his arms open and then slashing his throat. Damn. <laughs> With Michael finally dead, Laurie takes his body to the salvage yard, attracting the residents of Haddonfield, who follow her in a a procession. She dumps his body in an industrial shredder at Corey's uncle's scrapyard. In the ensuing days, Laurie finishes her memoir and read... (laughs) Rediscovers her romance with Officer Hawkins. I like Officer Hawkins. So I think he's actually fucking great. The actual plays him is amazing. Right. Okay. Before we get into our thoughts, I want to mention a few things about this movie. Um. So, the old man who's outside the sewer. Um. Who I believe is actually portrayed by James Duke Courtney, if I'm right. Um, I believe he is. Uh, you know the guy who plays Michael. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. 
You're never I right. He, I believe he is. I believe the old man outside the sewer is James Jude Corney, played by... Because uh, he also plays Michael. Um, so, uh, basically, the old man, I believe, in the novelization, is actually... What I think he's I think he is one of the patients from the bush crash. Technically, some of the patients are still missing. Like some of them will probably still be missing, and I feel like he's obviously looking after Michael in that. Another thing is the reason why Corey was so, uh, like you know, able to, like disarm Michael and take his mask. And that was because Michael was weak. He hasn't been killing for a, a while. Obviously, we know that the more Michael kills, the more he transcends. So, obviously, him uh, not being able to kill for a while and being stuck underground is how Corey's supposed to be doing it. Another thing, Corey is evil. He basically has been infected. Evil. He's basically been infected like Michael has. He's got the same type of tendencies. Michael does... I think Michael, early on in the film, does actually transfer some of his power to Corey. So Corey could, like, you know, kill for him or be the strong one so Michael could, like, survive. Because they do work together. It's like a training thing where Michael's trying to... But Michael obviously still doesn't actually care about Corey. Oh, obviously they they do look at each other like they do. Like Michael's like looking at him like you are the same as me, but still, M- Michael knows if Corey fucks with him, he's gonna kill him. Um, and the thing is, a lot of people have noticed that Michael hides his knife inside the sewer wall. He also, uh, if you notice on the wall, there is an indentation that looks like Michael's mask, Michael's face. And it's supposed to be like a thing where, and it's the whole thing of the reason the town blames Laurie and that, is Michael's supposed to be driven into this town. He's supposed to be like deep in its centre. He's supposed to be a part of it. He's one with it. That's why he always comes back. He, Even though he's not there physically, he's always there. You never know where he is and it's all that. The film is also more of a character study about uh, loss about heartache. It's about um, relationship. It's about how a town is so quickly to judge other people for events that were out of their control. Same with like how Michael killed all the people are blaming Laurie when really it was never her fault. She just happened to be at there at that time. She just happened to have. She was angry and all that. Uh, Alison, people have questioned how Alison falls in love with Corey so much and like really quickly. But really, she deserves it because she's been through so much that she kind of deserves to be with someone who cares about her and that because she's been through so much heartache. She's been through much so trauma. She went from being a person who hates Laurie for always being attached to Michael to a point where she's now, like, at the end of this film, she's realising, no, Laurie was right. It needs to end. 
And I like the ending of the film because the whole fact that Laurie, um, like, she, even the cops, like, every fucking cop, I remember one person says to him, uh, isn't this illegal or something? I think a cop says it to the sheriff. And the sheriff's like, no, not tonight. And obviously everybody joins while they take Michael through the streets of Haddonfield just to watch him die. And then they just... The yeah, they, it's about time. Like, it really, the ending of the film is about letting go and it's about getting rid of this monster who's scared them for so long. And that's what it's about. And that's why I like this film because... We had two films of the same thing where we were seeing this dude kill and kill again and stuff like that. It was nice to have a little pace change and still keep the whole horror aspect and how it was. But another part is getting to learn how tragedy and stuff like that can affect a town like this so much. Because everybody in this town is the same. Even though Michael's dead, they're still going to be traumatised by it. And the town's still going to remember who he is. But they got rid of him finally. And it's like, you know, they're getting rid of one thing. But you never know what's going to come next. Sorry about that. I'm rambling on here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts and ranking? Overall, this is a nice... I said reboot the franchise. Answer uh, after the shade that uh, the resurrection got and the Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, mainly part two did uh, one because one wasn't that bad. First, ha- first Halloween is just top tier. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, but then they butched it with the second one. Um, so. Halloween hasn't got the best rating, and since 2018 right. uh, came around, I think people can appreciate it. the best out of this trilogy. Just to say it. It is the best out of this trilogy, but I'm not going to hate Halloween Ends constantly. I do think Halloween Ends is good. And I like, I like all three films, to be honest. Yeah, all three films are pretty good. Um... <clears throat> the other thing I didn't like was the previous movie, Kills, uh, Kills where they seemingly claimed that Michael was an immortal being. He technically is. It's more um, the cost in Halloween with, with it being set on the same night. Since the moment he started killing, and obviously he doesn't like interact with Laurie until like a lot later on. Um, He's killed that much that when it does get to Halloween Kills, and then he's killed more, and when he gets to that scene in Halloween Kills where um, the mob attack him, that soon as he comes back alive, it's instant because he's killed that much to the point where all of that blood, all that fear and stuff like that is just, you know, saved him. It saved his life, basically. Like, he can die, he just needs to be weak, like he was in Ends. Yeah. Um, I think if... <clears throat> um, you know how in Friday, part, part, part 6, yeah. it showed 
Freddy coming back is like an immortal being. I think if we, if we saw something like that with Michael, I think it would make more sense. Yeah. Uh, I want to be in the less, what the fuck, how can he take so much damage yet still be getting up? But then in Halloween Ends, we see him like all beaten and weak. He's not, like, Halloween Ends is set a bit after. Like, Halloween Ends still is set years after. So he's pretty much like still weak as fuck and he's been through a lot of damage like in the first halloween movie in the first one he doesn't get hit so he doesn't get damaged as much and then you've got halloween 2018 where he's still like he's not been killing much but he's still a bit powerful because he's not as damaged but then you've got halloween kills you've got halloween 2018 so he continues so he's still doing it is able to kill, but then he transcends, and then Halloween kills, where he's still doing the same thing. He's transcending more to the point where he's even more fucking powerful. Then you've got Halloween ends, where it's been that long that he's battle damaged to fuck, and now he's weaker than ever. Is the way I see it. But what would you rate the film? Hmm. I'm I'm gonna give it a uh, an eight point five. I think it's pretty good. There are some things that I wish could be answered, but it's overall a good movie. And if you like Halloween and miss the style of the original, I think it's good that you try watch this reboot. In yeah. my opinion, um, I'm gonna give it. I don't know. Um, I, I can't give it as high. I can't give it a higher rating than Halloween twenty eighteen because in this trilogy, Halloween twenty eighteen is like the the best one. But I have to say, probably give this a seven. Uh, just a little. It's not that bad. I'm not going to give it lower than a seven. Maybe my opinion will change later, I don't know. But for now, it's 7. Remember, all this is just our opinion, and everybody in the comments, um, this is our opinion, you've got your opinion. If you didn't like it, fine. Just put it down below, and let's have a discussion. No one else does. What? And my opinion matters, and no one else does. You're an idiot. <laughs> that Tyler's <laughs> opinion, and then you've got my opinion, and everybody else's opinion, so just... But, like, don't... Like that, I've seen a lot of people do this about this film, where they legit question why people like it online and everything, they even comment about it, and then tell people that you're not a real Halloween fan and all that for liking this film. And I'm like, no, just because you like this film doesn't make you any less as a, any less of a Halloween fan. Just don't let people say that to you. Same with any movie or any franchise. Don't let people tell you what not to like. At the end of the day, it's your opinion. Don't be an asshole about it. But whatever. But yeah, I hope everybody did enjoy today's episode of Slosher Cast, the podcast where we talk horror, nothing but horror. Uh, anything else to say? Um. Fuck you. Fuck you too. Um. But yeah. 
Hope everybody did enjoy. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by the Slash Ncast Podcast Network and our YouTube channel, Slash and Media. We talk horror and nothing but horror. I have been one of your slasher. And I've been your other host, Tyler. Keep on slashing, keep watching horror, and we'll see you guys later. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Have you checked the children? children? I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Boogeyman is real, and you found him. Don't you blame the movies? Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. What's happening, lovers? What's going on? We gonna get tropical. We gonna get tropical. Welcome back to another episode of Make Every Death Count. We are your hosts. My name is Riley. All right, folks. With that, as always, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next one. Bye. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Have you checked the children? children? I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. We all go a little mad sometimes. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Boogeyman is real, and you found him. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Yeah.